This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. This is producer Michael Miracle. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. Be sure to check out our website at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com for all of our past shows and podcasts, plus Jim's blogs, reading recommendations, and tons of great I Work For Him resources, all available at iworkforhim.com. And now, today's broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon. Just know that we prayed for you before the show that something we say today, I just pray that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper. Dig deeper into your faith and to connect in what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your 9 to 5. And we're going to deal with a subject today that so many of us deal with, but yet we never really think about the impact on our workplaces. Cancer. They say if you live long enough, you'll get it. It impacts millions of Americans every year. Since 1990, over 5 million people have died from cancer. But what about when it impacts the life of a young adult? Every year, 72,000 adolescents and young adults age 15 to 39 are diagnosed with cancer. That's one every eight minutes. 10,000 young adults die annually due to cancer. That's one every hour. There are a million young adult cancer survivors in the United States right now. Of the 14 million cancer survivors in the United States, one in five is under 40. One in 100 United States college students is a cancer survivor. So as a Christ follower in our workplaces, what can we and are we doing about this? It's likely that someone you're working with right now is being impacted by the devastation that cancer brings to the life and to the family around that life. And when that person is young, the impact is multiplied. Today, we bring cancer survivor champion Maddie Miller. She's the founder and CEO of Spark the Way, a 501c3 that's mission is made complete through the efforts to raise awareness, provide support, and unite a community of young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers. Maddie Miller, welcome back to iWork. Frame right along, Connie Smith. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you back in here. And, and and I think it's important to note that you know people may go, wait a minute, didn't Jim, didn't you have Maddie on last fall? Absolutely we did. This is something that's so important to talk about. And last fall, uh, Maddie was on in early September, and we were talking about this incredible gala that she was holding. And it was going to be in October, right? Is that when it was going to be? September It was going to be the end of September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this little this lady came along and screwed up everything. Her name was Irma. Irma. <laughs> Irma messed it up. But... Maddie, because of Irma, are things better or worse today? So much better. God knew exactly what was going on when Irma came through, and fancy that, right? Shock above all shocks. God's timing was more perfect than your timing. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Connie Smith, brand ambassador with I Work For Him. It's nice to have you back in the studio today. I know. We're making a habit out of this. This is kind of fun. Well, we can change that. No, that's good. Oh, you like it? Yeah. Yeah, And you guys will notice Connie Smith just recorded a couple of new spots for iWork for him. Make sure you tune in in between the the, the, uh, spots or our segments so you can hear Connie. She is, she's got great stuff to say all the time. But if you are interested in becoming a supporter of iWork for him in any number of ways, make sure you check out uh, Connie online, Connie at iWorkForHim.com. That's Connie at iWork, the number four, him.com. All right, Maddie Miller. 
And I'm, I'm getting used to saying that because I've always called you Madison on the air because that's your formal God-given and parent-given name. But you do BFFs now. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's it. All right. Talk to just let's uh, spark the way is the organization that you have founded, sparktheway.org, and the Ignite the Light Gala is coming up on the 3rd of March. So let's give people a little peek into the Ignite the Light Gala and what you want them to know about it, and I want people to hear your cancer story. I mean, first and foremost, it's going to be the greatest night of the entire year. Right here in Tampa Bay, the greatest night in Besides Tampa Bay. Christmas. Besides Christmas night. <laughs> um, it takes second, I guess. Um, so it's just going to be an incredible night. We raise awareness at this event for our neglected gap of cancer fighters. Um, and it's just, it's a neat night. We've got people that come in and share their stories. Um, we bring in all these young adults. We've got a panel this year that I'm very excited about of fighters and survivors who um, are just empowered by their struggle to share and to make a voice, to give a voice to our generation. Um, so it's going to be awesome. We are going to have this is kind of my like little quiet, the little thing that I'm excited. We have got a harp in the garden that we're going to have. It's at the Tampa Garden Club. I'll so. be playing the harp. It's incredible. You should see my skills. Um, Jim is not playing the harp at our gala. More importantly, <laughs> he's going to have long pants and dressed up that night. I so. will have a suit uh, on, maybe even a tux. You just never know. It may be a one-time it's ever be photograph. The event of sorry, the season. it's not no, about sorry. Jim. Sorry, I'm sorry, Maddie. I'm sorry, Maddie. No. The harp in the garden. So we're going to have a harp in the garden. I'm very excited about and it's, that. And it's words being held. It's at the Tampa Garden Club. Which is why it's important to have a harp in the garden, because exactly. it's at a garden club. Exactly. And we've got a whole garden theme going. It's just going to be wonderful. I'm very excited. The overall intent of the event, it raised, I mean, I know it's to raise awareness of what's going on with young adult cancer. Mm-hmm. What, what, else, what, what else are you trying to hope to accomplish? Um, our two biggest things were fundraising for our ministry. So we have this goal this year of um, just being able to cover as many hospital bills and medical bills and just as many financial needs in the young adult cancer world as we can. Um, But also just for our guests and our sponsors and our donors, we pray over them as well that um, we can serve them the best we can too, because it's not just about us. It's not just about our team and our fighters, but it's about them spending this three hours with us and leaving, feeling like they've also experienced God and feeling like they're, alive that's the one word that we pray over this event over and over and over that it's alive because mm. that's what that's what we want and i love that you just said we want to help these young adult cancer people that are fighting cancer to help pay some of their take care of some of their financial needs some of their doctor bills some of the hospital bills it's important to note that many young people just have chosen to opt out of having health insurance so a lot of them oh, get gosh, caught yeah. off their guard oh, they yes. get caught off guard they don't have they don't have health insurance yeah or they have the bare minimum you know so they're paying on top of already having their apartment bills or their housing bills. They're paying for these medical bills. They're paying their school loans And they got off. a $12,000 deductible or 15000 Oh, and they're paying school bills, too. Yeah, so you've got, as a young adult, as a college student who's fighting cancer, your your bills are far greater than what you have the capacity to pay for them. So, How old were you when you got cancer? I was 20. So you were in school? I was in school. Um, I Well... Actually, I just finished getting my AA, and I had gotten an internship over in California with the A21 campaign. Um, my heart and passion all throughout high school was to be a part of the team that ends human trafficking. Um, so I was getting ready to move over there and do it's uh, Christine Kane's nonprofit. Um, so I was going to work with them, and then I got diagnosed, and my passions changed. Hmm. What kind of cancer did you get? 
I had large B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> I didn't okay, do my research. <laughs> I was, and you have those types. You're either, I'm learning, you are either the kind of person who gets diagnosed and researches the heck out of it and has to know the ins and outs of it, or you're the person who's like, okay, I have that. How do I get it gone? Yeah, how do <laughs> I get rid of this? Please, help me get rid of this. That were, was me. Were you a Christ follower before you got cancer? I was. Um, but this, going through this and relying on him in the ways that I had to over that year of my life was in a deeper, more authentic way than it had ever been. So I did have faith going into it. We had a pretty good relationship going into it. But this just took it so much deeper and made it so much more awesome and more real. Going through that, uh, did you have family around? you have friends around? I mean, who supported you through that whole cancer fight? I'd, I, my family was all there. Um, even my dad lives in Atlanta. He was driving down from Atlanta. He um, did all of this research on the nutrition, and he would just, I would nap, and I would wake up, and he would have all of this food made that was all kind of cancer killer <laughs> fighting foods. Like, um, I had my church family come around me. I had people cut their hair and... Um, just dye their hair green or whatever. My ribbon, cancer ribbon color was lime green. Um, So I really had a solid community of people around me because I was involved with my family and involved with the church, you know, so. What church family was that? um, It was Harborside. Harborside, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so you've been... Now, what was the fight like? I mean, mean, many people listening today have no idea what it's like to fight cancer. Was it scary? Um... To be honest... No, I want you to lie. Right here and I work for him, Maddie Miller lies. And you play the harp. <laughs> That's right. I'm really good at it, too. Um, the day I was diagnosed, it was very surreal. It was just one of those out-of-body experiences where I just remember looking at the doctor being like, are you sure? Because <laughs> I thought cancer was for old people. At that point, I had seen my grandpa go through it, and he actually ended up passing away a week after I was diagnosed. Um, So all I had seen in the cancer world was old people. Um, So getting diagnosed was very just surreal for Mm. me. I mean, I I don't know how you could even possibly live and not have been impacted by cancer because it impacts so many people, whether it's friends. I mean, I had my first friend die of cancer when I was in elementary school. My second friend died of cancer when I was in high school. And it impacts so many people. So how do we deal with it? What do we what do we do with that? How does that impact how we treat people in the workplace, whether it's their child going through cancer treatment or they're going through cancer treatment or their parent going through cancer treatment? How do we walk alongside people? Well, Maddie Miller is here from the organization Spark the Way. Her organization is specifically targeting helping us understand how to, I'm going to read it, to provide support and unite a community of young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers that's what Spark the Way is all about. And there's a gala coming up. Excuse me. It's a gala. It's not a gala. I'm from Minnesota. Apparently, that's what we set up there. It's a gala on March the 3rd at the Tampa Garden Club. Find out why and how you can get involved at that gala, being part of Spark the Way and raising money to help these young adult cancer fighters to pay their bills while they're fighting cancer. Maddie Miller, I'm glad to have you back in here today. It's nice. I'm so excited to be here. I just really like you guys a lot. <laughs> that's nice. We like right. you too. That's right. That's, oh, that, that other voice, Connie Smith. That's right. She's our brand ambassador with I Work for Him. She's out there on the highways and byways all over Tampa Bay, letting people know about I Work for Him. And someday we're going to put her in a big 
SUV plastered with eyework from around. We're going to put her on the road. She's going to go around the country doing the same thing. I'm going for a jet. I'm more of a jet person. I'm thinking it's going to be a big SUV. Sorry. It's not going to be a jet. I'm pretty sure the ministry has no budget for a jet. I'm thinking the SUV is probably a 1999 Chevy Suburban is what I'm thinking. I've taken the limits off of God so we can get whatever God has planned. Maddie, you have helped touch the... You two stop talking. Your organization, Spark the Way, touches the lives of so many young adult cancer fighters and survivors. You've got one on the line to share a little bit of her story today. Why don't you introduce her? Sheree. So I'm very, very excited um, that my... Good friend Cherie called in. Um, she is one of the most incredible. She's been one who's been able to treat cancer like a head cold. She just, like, it's no big deal. You know, she's just taken it on and she's used it to um, empower and encourage people from the get go. So, Cherie, excited. Cherie, welcome to I Work for Him. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for taking time to call in this afternoon. Cherie, how did you hear about Spark the Way and Maddie Miller? I heard about Maddie through my oncologist, actually, and um, I sent her a text, and she was like, okay, you know, actually, she sent me a text and was like, hey, um, you know, just wanted to say hi, really respectful boundaries, and I was like, girl, come over. Uh, so that's kind of how we hit it off, and she's just been such a mentor to me. So, Cherie, why don't you share with our audience a, a, a little of your cancer story? So in June of um, last year, I was asymptomatic, um, minus being completely flush. And so I was pale enough that I looked in the mirror and I was literally like uh, to my aunt, do I look pale? And I could just tell by her face that I did, in fact, uh, look ghost white. And I sat down. I was just overwhelmed with anxiety. And I made an appointment with my primary care physician, I went and got labs, and she called me, and she was like, Cherie, and I was like, okay, wait, 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 hold on, like, I have to sit down, Uh, you have to go to the ER, and I've never been to the hospital, I had never given blood, I've never broken a bone, Um, I was one of those queasy types, and she was like, oh, you know, maybe it's a false positive, and I kind of knew based on energy and the fact that I was as pale as I was, Something wasn't right, but I definitely didn't expect it to be cancer. And so I went to the ER. Um, my hemoglobin was extremely low, and I had no blood in my body pretty much. And so we just did um, a blood – well, I say we just did, but we ended up doing a blood transfusion. Um, and then, you know, it was just a run-through of all of the experts. And the gastrointestinologist is the one, obviously, who did my colonoscopy and found um, a tumor in my transverse colon uh, that had also spread to my liver and then my stomach lining. So that was kind of how I was diagnosed. Um, and fortunately, it happened in a way where I, I it didn't allow for too much fear. So I found myself almost, it's, might be weird to say, but almost in the flow of it all. And so I was diagnosed. We did emergency surgery. I was healing, um, you know, in the hospital, so to speak. From that, we put the port in, which is an accessible way to access blood a lot more easily than an IV. Um, and then the focus was on um, Dr. Marte, who's my oncologist, had come around. Um, and the focus was on healing so I could then start treatment. So I, I remember finding out, and I, I didn't have that much fear. I was still kind of under um, anesthesia. 
And I think that had a lot to do with my ideology was kind of, let me keep myself in the dark, and that will actually allow for more light. I didn't want to be concerned with 100 million different things or approached with 100 different regimens um, or know, you know, every symptom possible that I could get from the chemo or medications or uh, the situation that I found myself in. And so I kind of adopted this unicorn-type attitude that I came to be known for, and, and that's that's it in a nutshell. Well, we're going to have to come back on that unicorn uh, attitude. I've never heard that described that way. Hey, Michael, go ahead and, and try to reset this. All right, Maddie, as we're trying to get the, the connection to be a little bit better with Cherie, talk about how many phone calls do you get like this a year where somebody has just found out, a young, a young adult has just found out that they've got cancer. And they just, I mean, it, it, how many of those phone calls do you get? Um, it ranges between phone calls um, social media messages has kind of been big with our generation. Everybody's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. So between social media messages and phone calls, um, over the last year, I would say we were maybe five to six a month. Um, and as we have grown, it's that number has grown. So I don't know, guys just blessed us with enlarged territory, if you will, mm. um, where... Doing that whole prayer Jabez thing going on there. You got it. I like you that. got it. All right. Now, Cherie, as you said, you've you kind of adopted this unicorn-type attitude. Explain that for the audience. So, um, let's see. Where did it originate? I honestly think just having a really positive mindset, I'd been in the... Um, field of self-help for quite a while now and it just came about one day that i was like hey doc i'm gonna get through this i'm a magical effing unicorn and just set it flat out and they were like oh okay and i realized what i got in return was a lot more optimism and like a free-spirited kind of feel um and for me it kind of empowered me that, yes, I'm still in control here. Like, I don't want to be a victim of this circumstance. Um, and so it just carried along. And I started receiving, I got, like, a little unicorn, you know, stuffed animal that I sat on my shoulder when I did videos. And then I got unicorn slippers that I'd wear to while I was getting treatment. Um, and it just kind of became my notion that, so, you know. Let me just ask this question, though. But when you met Madison Miller and Spark the Way, mm-hmm. did some of that focus change for you because you got to hear some of madison's story maddie sorry sorry madison sorry maddie i keep doing this i keep doing that call me whatever you want (laughs) hey you across the table how did maddie and spark the way come alongside you and your journey as your oncologist gave her your gave you her number how did that change that from the focus on hey i could do this on my own to maybe there's some other help out there it definitely made a significant difference so One thing that I can say in relation to Maddie's organization right off the bat is that there's not a lot of awareness. I don't know anyone my age. um, How old are you? I just turned 30. Okay. um, Who's had cancer that's been a friend of mine or let alone colon cancer, especially as a female and being 30. And so Maddie was the first person that I could talk to right away. Like nobody had informed me about preserving um, my eggs or anything. And she just really reassured me. Like I could see her, she had been through it. She was a light on the other side that was a real light and not just 
something that was in my head. And so to meet and see her in person and be part of Spark the Way, which has helped me in multiple ways, it definitely opened my eyes to community. And that was really something new to me. Um, I'd been in like the yoga community and the fitness world, but to be on the health side of it was something definitely new. And I was terrified. I'd never had any health issues. I wasn't, you know, taking medication. Like I, like I said, I didn't have a broken bone or anything. I'd never been to the ER hospital. If I walked into one, I was the one that was like, okay, I have to sit down. Like I'm going to faint. So Maddie Miller, sparktheway.org. You want people to get involved in your Ignite the Light Gala coming up on March the 3rd. Why should they get involved? Because it's going to be one of the best nights. In the in Tampa in, ever in Tampa ever in the why history not? of Tampa and why not at the Tampa Garden Club and why Club. not with a harp in the garden and with a harp in the garden and art we get uh, Lindsay Rap Art she is one of the most amazing artists she's based in Philadelphia and she is going to be sending us a is she a cancer art. survivor she's not mm. but she's awesome that would have been very effective you could add a cancer survivor to an artist that would be really cool right? next time the next, next time. time that's my idea next you can time. have it for free thank you and I'm not doing the art and I'm not playing the harp but Martha no, and not. I Connie and Dean and maybe the miracles will all be there we'll, we're trying to see we will we'll be there because we definitely want to support sparktheway.org alright we were talking with Cherie right before the break about her cancer story and her interaction with Maddie Miller here at Spark the Way Cherie are you still there with us Yes, I am. Uh, thank you so much for holding on. We, through this battle with cancer, as you got to meet Maddie Miller, what were some of the things that Maddie spoke into you that made a big, made a big impact? Um, well, I can say right away, faith and community and just knowing that I could call upon her if I needed anything. And that ranged from you know, having a bad day and her rushing to my house or um, doing or going to uh, the chapel or the church that she goes to or um, even formulating a small women's group. So I know that I'll be at the gala and um, I believe that we'll be doing an interview and I think it's going to be just an awesome night, not only of connection, but the I've been told one time um, I do Facebook videos and someone said, you know, I was like, why are these important? Um, and being able to see in real life the reality of young cancer, like young cancer, and you don't have to just be young, but the survival mentality or someone even going through it now as I still am, and also people on the other side who are in remission. Um, and that wake-up call builds deep connection and deepens our faith in God and, and our ability to heal. So mm. I'm uh, super excited about Ignite the Gala. You know, I, I know it's... Or Ignite the Light. I got it. Ignite the Light Gala <laughs> yeah. that's on March the 3rd at the Tampa Garden Club. Check it out online at sparktheway.org. All right, so Cherie, as a cancer fighter, right now you're in the middle of this cancer battle. What, what, are, what are your biggest struggles? Because there's people out there going, oh, this is incredible. A, a 30-year-old young lady who's fighting the battle of her life. And, and what, is it, what are your biggest struggles on a day-to-day basis? I bet if you look at Maddie, she's smiling because, Jim, I'm going to say I'm a cancer dancer. <laughs> oh, very cool. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, so I um, I really believe that words have power, intention, and energy, and that 
I don't ever want to be in a fight with my own cells and myself. And so I've looked at this story. I've looked at it in a couple of unique ways. One, I feel as though I'm having cancer. I don't have cancer. I don't want it to be permanent. Um, and so I don't, in essence as well, want to be in a fight with myself. I don't want to be battling anything, right? So I kind of visualize this dance partner, partner and, you know, whatever. He can even be handsome because I love all parts of me and all of myself and self. And I just, at one point in time, am going to let him go and say goodbye. And that's, that's my whole perspective on dancing with cancer because I just think fighting is like, Kind of almost negative energy or anger, sure. You know, hanging on to its resistance as opposed to acceptance. I gotta believe that God is giving you that image because that's a powerful image. When you think of, I'm thinking when you said that, I started thinking square dancing, and of course, the song yeah. I sang when I was in fourth grade, swinging your partner around and around, you know, <laughs> because eventually you throw that partner out, kind of thing. And that's what you're talking about. Sorry, that was just where my oh, mind yeah. went. I, I have an I have an inner three that comes out every once in a while. Sorry. <laughs> Cherie, I want to thank you for sharing your story, and I want to thank you for just sharing a little bit about how Maddie and Spark the Way have come into play with that. Would would it be all right with you if we prayed for you right now? Would that be okay? Absolutely. I would appreciate it, Jim. All right. Father, I just thank you so much for giving Cherie the courage to share her story before this audience. And Lord, I ask that you would bring healing to all of her body. That you would show you her in an, so show to her you in a powerful way. And that you would love this imagery that she, you have given her, that she would dance with cancer and eventually dismiss her partner. And Lord, we just thank you for her willingness to uh, just share this. And Lord, we thank you for Spark the Way and Maddie Miller, who is just doing this incredible ministry. We just ask all this and we ask for incredible healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cherie, thank you. I, thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank each and every listener as well. So, right. my pleasure. You all have a wonderful, blessed day. All right. Thank you. Maddie, that was fun. Isn't she Isn't she awesome? I mean, there isn't even a word to describe her. Well, Cherie, that would be the word. Okay. okay. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. But that's really a picture of the ministry and what the ministry looks like. You're yeah. touching the lives of young adult cancer dancers. As she just said, I love that. You've got yeah. to do, you've got to get a video made of that because that is really good imagery. Talk to me about Spark the Way, how people can get involved in this Ignite the Light Gala, because it's gala, sorry. Gala, Jim. It's, it's gala. optional. I'm telling you, if you go to the if you go in the dictionary, it's optional. The Ignite the Light Gala, Ignite the Light Gala, Ignite the Light Gala on sparktheway.org. <laughs> you need people to come because we need to raise money to help these young cancer yes. dancers get through this battle. Yes. And like you said in the beginning, this so it's like a dance off. That's what this is a like dance a dance off. off. It's a dance off. I would have lost every dance off ever in high school. That's for sure. I never got in those circles. <laughs> I went and got a second plate of food when they started those things. Well, I got in a cir- <laughs> I got in the circle, but only because I could. I was very comfortable making an absolute fool of myself. So yeah. go back to you. Um. So, what did you ask? Me? I asked you. <laughs> I asked you. Why should people get involved, and what what can they expect tonight at the at the Ignite the Light Gala on March the third at the Tampa Garden Club, which people can find out more about it yes. at SparkTheWay.org. What 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 can people expect that night? Um, people can expect can expect a very powerful night, um, a very world changing night. You know, we 
I'm so often just talking about wanting to be passionate and pursue big things and um, be able to change the world and all that. And this is a night inviting people to do that, inviting people to come alongside us and help us change the cancer world um, for these young adults who are so neglected. And it goes back to the stats. It goes back to every eight minutes, a young adult is being diagnosed with cancer. And the fact that it's so neglected that there's not a voice for our generation is not okay. And this night is just getting more of an army together, you know, is getting people together to come help us do that. Connie. Exactly. And and if they can't join us at the gala, they can donate because your website has ways to encourage people to participate. But like we said, every I know people that have experienced cancer, family members, friends, myself. Absolutely. And it's it's a nobody has everybody's been touched by it. So every dollar counts. It doesn't matter the amount of the donation. Absolutely. It's just, just just come alongside your organization because it's such a light. All right. So let me ask this question, Maddie. So you know this audience this broadcast will go out across the world eventually. So I mean it, it gets podcasted, it goes out across the world on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Music, Stitcher, Faith Play, it goes out everywhere. Is there are there organizations like yours across the country helping young adult cancer fighters, survivors, and caregivers? I have heard of one young adult cancer organization um, in the last three or four years of building Spark the Way. So you've been um, scouring the country, and you've only found one other one. Mm-hmm, exactly, and we're the only ones that I have found that are Bible based. You know, the ones that are encouraging. So that one's not people. even not even Jesus centered. Correct. Okay. So, and that, for me in my time, like that kind of encouragement, those Bible words needed to be more important than the words on my cancer scan reports. You know, I, there's nothing that I could say across the table to somebody who is just diagnosed with cancer that's going to be more powerful than what I can read to them from the Bible. And that's where I stand. That's obviously respect the way stands. And so that's what we encourage people with is the words that God gave us. Because those are better. So here's the question. There's a lot of people listening going, I would love to have this in my town. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to help people get one of these started in, in their, your town? Or are you willing to expand to help multiply the vision of Spark the Way across the country? Absolutely. And we've actually already started. We've got a group of mentors of young adult cancer survivors who leaned on God throughout their cancer fight. And um, he has called them to this mission as well. And they're in Gainesville, they're in Los Angeles, they're in Georgia. So we actually just had a Skype. It's funny, you, put, you called out the you, Gainesville, and you went, Los Angeles. So Gainesville's a town of like 50,000, but Los Angeles got 5 million people, and then you just said Georgia. <laughs> it's like, it's just Georgia. There's a couple so in Georgia. You're, are, 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 does that mean you're a Gators fan? Is that what you're saying? If we call out Gainesville, but in Georgia they got the Bulldogs, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, that's fine. Is that what the deal Go was? Gators. Go Gators. <laughs> I like football. football. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about the impact on our workplaces. You were you had just gotten your AA degree when you mm-hmm. got your diagnosis with cancer, and you're about ready to start your internship. Did you get to do that internship, or did you not get to do it because of cancer? I didn't get to go. Um, that oh, because I was going to LA. Yeah. Oh, I, that's right. Okay. Um, but my so the very month that I was going to leave for that, my grandpa ended up getting diagnosed, and my grandpa was like another dad for me. My grandpa, my grandparents are just two more parents. They've helped raise me, um, and so. My grandpa was the one that I wanted to walk me down the aisle one day. And my grandpa was just like my guy. You know what I mean? And so when he got diagnosed, 
everything just stopped for me. And I that was when I called off the internship. And I stayed here, um, watched him fight for a few months. And then that was in that time, in those few months, was when I ended up getting diagnosed with the same thing that he had. No way. Same mm-hmm. thing. Same thing. So um, genetic related then, they They think? said it wasn't, but... Whatever. Whatever. How, how is that possible? There's like 80,000 types of cancer and you and your grandpa got the same the kind, same. but it's not genetically right. related. Not sure. Right. Not That's sure. why they call it the practice of medicine. And it impacts so many people. We really wanted to bring Maddie Miller on here from Spark the Way to just share a little bit about her cancer survivor story and about how we can minister to those around us. But there's a couple of points of clarification. We really want you guys to get involved in the Ignite the Light. Michael, what was that again? Well, as the uh, resident fact checker here, I wanted to see exactly how it was pronounced. Whether so it was I went, gala or gala. Yeah, and so I went to the definitive authority on these things, and that would be dictionary.com. And, uh, well, let's just see what uh, they have to say or hear, actually. Gala. Huh. Oh, Interesting. there you go. Ooh. Gala. Ooh. Your well, seat thank you, Michael Miracle. Your seat is revoked. That's fair. That's fair. Wow. She just took back your tickets. All right. We're going in there. I'm going to write gala on the back of my shirt. Okay. All right. Maddie, sorry, we have to be funny. And Michael said he looked it up. That's what, you know, he's a professional. Thank you, Michael. If it's on the internet, it must be true. And yes, because it's on the internet. That's right. <laughs> okay. Talk to me about, you've got some, I want to talk about specific ways we can minister to those around us struggling with the fight with cancer or the dance with cancer, as Cherie said, which was great, a cancer dancer, love that. But you've got sponsorships left. We do. We have 14 table sponsors left. Um, So that's going to be a table of 10. Um, They get some VIP tickets in there and we just get, we get to love on them and spoil them a little bit that night as well as promote their business. Um, So we've got 14 of those left to reach our goal. Um, and a table sponsor? $500. $500, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty pretty standard fare there. What other kind of sponsors do you have besides a table sponsor? We have event sponsors left, and those are on our social media pages. If you go to our Facebook or even our website, um, we've got our event sponsors left. Okay. Um, and those, like, it's one of those things, if you can't be there that night, um, we will still be promoting and telling everybody about your company. So All we've right. got those sponsorships left, and just individual seats, too, if... Individual seats cost? 55 All right. But you'd love for people to bring 10 of their, well, nine of their closest friends and we fill the whole table. Love if we, we actually have a team of people who have set their alarms for three o'clock every day who are praying for 300 people. Afternoon or evening? Or morning? Um, afternoon. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> Remember no the truer word has been spoken from a millennial right here on the air. Right here and I work right. Nope, not, not a middle of the night. You will find, though. That the Lord speaks very clearly at three o'clock in the morning. I would agree with that. Absolutely. There have been like a handful of mornings that I've gotten up before the sun and God and I have some killer moments. I love those. Um, you just don't want them very often hard. is what you're saying? <laughs> like, can you wait Dear a Heavenly Father, hours? you've inconvenienced Maddie. She doesn't like to get up at three o'clock in the morning to spend that before dawn time. Okay. All right. So the deadline for people to get involved in sponsoring the Gala Gala. February 19th. February 19th. Sparktheway.org has all the details, right? It does. And the dress code that night. It's a gala, which means you have to... Well, you say it's a gala. We say gala. gala. You say gala. I say gala. We We make a song like this. We dress up. We do. We do. So it's black tie optional um, for ladies. If long gowns are... Totally okay. Yes, completely. Um, But cocktail dresses are too. We have a mix up of things. So... Whatever you already have. Please keep them at a proper length, though, for the rest of us guys that are going. 
cocktail yeah. dresses get out of control in today's room. I'm just saying right here, ladies and gentlemen, keep them keep them long. Cocktail dresses. Keep them long. And then I just got a look from Connie like, what was bad about that? I'm just tired of going to places where, where the dresses are too short. I don't like that. They look like shirts these days, some of these dresses. <laughs> yes. Like, where'd your pants go? go? Hey. <laughs> there you go. It's been said right here in our work friend. Ladies, dress in I like the long dress idea. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm gonna wear a tux. Pretty sure I'm wearing a tux. Uh-oh. I'm not wearing a black Uh-oh. tie though. We'll have a photographer, so we'll make sure. She Martha, I hope you're quick. listening. Call in if you're listening. Eight seven seven nine four three ninety six seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a tux. I gotta borrow. I got a jacket from a buddy that's got a tux, and I got pants from another buddy, and I can put them together and get a tux. So that's great. Perfect. But I'm not wearing a black tie. I have a very special tie for you that I'll wear that night. Well, thanks. All right. Spon- 14 <laughs> tables available, 14 sponsorship tables at $500 a piece. Get those taken care of right now. Or one person can come in and pay for all those and let's volunteers just come in and fill those spots. Absolutely. All right. Oh, great deal. Sparktheway.org. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's a petty cash. It's like 20 grand, right? For five, six, seven, eight, no, it's fit. That's not even less than it. No, 25 grand. Twenty. I can't do it in my head. Seven. No. Wait, what? No, 14 times five. No, it is not. Oh my God. That is cash? terrible. Who are it's your 20, friends? Seven thousand. Who am I? Fr- twenty-five. In God's, it's twenty-five. It's somewhere between seven and twenty-five thousand dollars. What is it, Michael? We do. All right. Nobody knows. Uh, go ahead, call her. Hey, it's Martha. Just want to let you know I'm listening. Hey, hey baby, say hi to Maddie. Martha. Hi, Maddie. Hello. Great show, you guys. I hope our listeners are learning a lot and going to come to the gala gala. Yes, they will. That's what we're we'll rename it: Ignite the Light Gala Gala. Hey, so what is that? You bought me that special tie for my tux. So what? What? What is? What are the colors for it? Honestly, I can't remember because I bought it and put it away. Okay, so all right, all right. We're going to pull that baby out for that night. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise. It'll be a great one. Sounds hey, drive safe. Drive safe. Glad that you okay. that took time to be south. I'm glad you're on your way home. I love you. I love you, Give too. See you later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, so let's get back. To, let's be practical. Let's be practical. It was 7000 by the way. I should never do math on the air with a microphone in front of me. It's 7000 <laughs> It's all you need to do is write a check for seven grand. You fill those, those 14 tables. We are surrounded, Maddie, by people all day long that have fought the battle of cancer. They're cancer survivors. They're currently fighting cancer. They've got kids fighting or parents or grandparents fighting. How do we, how do we help people? How do we come alongside people like you when you were fighting cancer? It's relational. It just comes down to spending time with people. And sometimes it's not being able to say the most perfect words, but really just sitting with them, you know, sitting on the couch. Maybe it's just spending a quiet moment with them and loving them on loving on them like Jesus would. You know, we have access to this God who is described as the light that no darkness can extinguish. You know, and so if cancer is the super dark lifestyle but or the super dark fight, but we have access to this light that just extinguishes all that darkness. Why would we not be like Jesus and love on people and serve people like Jesus who are in the darkest season of their life? Hmm. A lot of times when we have friends that are struggling, I don't know, some of us get foot and mouth disease. where We just say stupid things. Mm. What kinds of things should we never say to somebody struggling with cancer? Oh my gosh. What are some of the things that people think, said to you that you're like, that was really not very helpful? My favorite one. What your would favorite have to stupid say, thing that people said to you? Yes. Um, my favorite one was, oh, non Hodgkin's lymphoma. My cousin died of that. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, I had friends. And that this, was sarcasm. This I appreciate. Um, I am a very sarcastic person. So these I appreciated. I had a couple friends that would call me Mr. Clean. 
Um, Naked Mole Rat was a big one. And um, because you lost all your hair, then they're just being mean to you because you lost your hair. Yes. But the people who kept it normal, like the friends that I had that kept our relationship sarcastic, that don't tiptoe around, treat you like you're you're still like I'm diseased. I appreciated the friends that would call me and, hey, like he proposed, you know? And it, yeah, absolutely. There were times when it was hard because I'm sitting here like, she just got a wedding ring and I'm sitting here with a hospital band. Like, this isn't the kind of jewelry that I wanted. Um, but I appreciated that they would just keep it normal and they would talk to me like normal. And um, I don't know, when you're already exchanging out everything in your planner for more cancer appointments, the last thing that you really want to talk about is cancer. You know, just treat you like a person instead of the disease that you have. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Like the it's, person's still there. Right. Right. And they need to be reminded of that, too, because I think it's hard when you're going back to back to back chemo, cancer appointment, scan, blood draw, whatever it may be. It's hard to remember that you are not your cancer. This is a little tiny thing that you have. This is and God is so much bigger. You know, like we said, the sea in Christ is bigger than the sea in cancer. And that's. The mindset that we want to instill in people, you know, that fearless, treat it like a head cold kind of mindset. Because God has overcome the world mm-hmm. and he looks, he builds up perseverance and character by the challenges. Yes. So he offers you these opportunities to shine through the darkness. Mm-hmm. If you're a cancer warrior, yeah, you can shine the light that you Trust him to get you through this and friends can come alongside you and just treat you with love. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's not over. Don't make it complicated. Right. Right. Yes. Did you get, you know, when you go back to work, I mean, there's just, but I want to make sure people understand, you know, when somebody's struggling with cancer, whether it's their own child or whether it's a parent or whether it's them or a grandparent, how did if somebody said, "Hey, you know, I don't really know what to say, but if I could just pray with you, would that be helpful?" I mean, how you how would you respond to that? Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> I'll take all the prayers I can. Right. I mean, it's just it's such a tough battle, and there's so many different varieties of cancer, and the treatments get better and better every day. Mm-hmm. But it is still something that we need to understand that our young adults are struggling with it all the time. But that's what Spark the Way is all about. Mm-hmm. Come to the Spark the Way, ignite the light, gala gala. Mm-hmm. And they get to hear these stories and get to be inspired. Yeah. Oh, right. gosh. Yeah, we've got it. And a you get to meet Maddie Miller. Whole panel lined up. If you listen to I Work For Him, you go to that gala gala, the Ignite the Light gala gala. Um, <laughs> you make sure you introduce yourself to Maddie Miller until you heard her right here. Yeah. Maddie, thanks for being on I Work For Him again. Thanks for having me. I look forward to meeting you. All right. Yeah, it's coming to meet her. Connie, nice job, as thanks. always. It's always fun to have Maddie. Yes, absolutely. Always fun. You've been listening to I Work For Him as we talked with Maddie Miller from sparktheway.org. Check it out online at sparktheway.org. Just remember, your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet.